0: You're listening to an audio sermon from Hope Bible Church in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at hopeoakville.ca. Amen. Well, it's so good to be together. Today we're going to put in front of us a familiar passage of Scripture. And it's a passage of Scripture that is filled, I want to tell you, with truth for troubled hearts. Let me just start with a question for you today. Has your heart been troubled lately? Has your heart been troubled lately? Has your heart been burdened lately? Has your heart been anxious lately? Have you been worried lately? In our text today, we're going to be reminded of some powerful possibilities for the Christian life. The possibility of an unburdened heart. That is Possible for us today, regardless of the circumstances we're facing. We're going to find in our text today a a sure place where we can go. Yes, to unburden our hearts and to bring our worries and our fears. We're going to find a firm hope in the midst of a troubled world, and you don't need to look very far. Or think really hard these days to understand and realize that this world we are living in is troubled. And it is resulting in producing a troubled heart. Has your heart been troubled lately? If you need truth for a troubled heart, I want you to please take your Bibles and turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to read verses 6 to 7, and then we're going to unpack it and trust that God has something for us. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, truth for troubled hearts today, this is what it says. The Apostle Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As I said, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Many of you probably have it memorized. And in this passage of Scripture, we have truth for a troubled hearts. So here's what I want every troubled heart to see today. It is possible, here's point number one, It is possible to overcome worry. It is possible to overcome worry. I want you to look at verse six again. It says, Do not be anxious about anything. In other words, the Apostle Paul says, Don't worry about anything. Do not be anxious. Don't worry about anything. Before we jump in, I want to remind you of the context. I want to remind you that these words of the Apostle Paul, they aren't just flippant or careless or insensitive words from someone who is totally disengaged from the reality of life's burdens. No. I want you to remember in this context that the one who is writing these words is actually Living these words out. Where? He's living these words out in prison. He's living these words out chained to a guard. He's living these words out preparing for his execution. This is important context because it teaches us, among other things, that it is actually possible for a Christian, for a child of God to overcome worry and anxiety. When the Apostle Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, you need to understand that he himself is experiencing the burden-lifting peace of God in the midst of the most anxiety-inducing circumstances. So let's just stop for a moment right here because the reality is when we hear the words, do not be anxious about anything, some of us truly believe that this is impossible. Some of us have troubled hearts today and chronically troubled hearts such that when you hear the words, do not be anxious about anything, some of us really believe that this is an impossibility because you're worried about your health, maybe. The entire world is worried about health today because you're worried about the economy. The circumstances of our world, particularly in this past year, have led to collapsing economies all over the globe. Maybe you're worried about lockdowns, or maybe you're burdened by restrictions. Maybe you you question the competence and sincerity of the government. Maybe you're worried about the suspicion many have towards our government. There's no shortage of issues on the world stage to worry about. And when you hear maybe, do not be anxious about anything, some of you actually think, well, that's impossible. But you're also worried about a thousand other things that won't make the news. A thousand other things that weigh you down every single day. You're worried about the future of your children. You're worried about your difficult marriage. You're worried about whether or not you will get married. You're worried about your job security. You're worried about your Financial stability. And if we're honest with ourselves, some of us wonder is it really possible to overcome all of this worry? Well, the Apostle Paul says, Yes, yes, it is possible. And he shows us how to unlock the powerful potential of a life free from worry. I wanna show you right from our text, how to overcome worry in my life. And we're gonna draw some truth that's gonna alleviate the trouble in our hearts today, I pray. How to overcome worry in my life. Uh, Number one is this, uh, by active prayer. By active prayer. I want you to notice verse 6 again. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. Let's stop for a moment right here. I want you to understand what this verse is commanding. Do not be worried about anything. Instead, this verse is exhorting and commanding us to pray About everything. In other words, Paul is saying there is for the Christian an alternative to worry. There is for the Christian, when rightly understood, an alternative that alleviates and replaces worry. What's the alternative? Very simple, yet so powerful. The alternative to worry for the Christian is prayer. But, but not just passive, whenever it comes to my mind kind of prayer, but active, intentional, and conscious prayer. It must be active and intentional and conscious because Paul says here, pray about everything. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Everything. And the only way we can actually pray about everything that burdens our hearts from day to day is by intentionally and actively identifying the anxieties that arrive in our lives from day to day and by intentionally casting them onto Jesus Christ. Casting our burdens onto him through active, intentional, and conscious prayer. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, loved ones, so simple, yet so deeply and theologically profound for our lives and for our days that we're living in. I often draw encouragement from believers who came before us. It was written of George Mueller, that in the midst of a very hectic and busy and Worry-filled day, he was asked by someone, how do you maintain your composure and your calm and your joy on days like this? Mueller smiled and said, I rolled 60 things onto God before breakfast this morning. George Mueller would get up early to pray and to read the word, and as the pressures of the day came to his mind, He would roll them onto God. He would roll them off of himself and onto God. This is what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Some of you think that's an impossibility, but the Apostle Paul says, the word of God says, it is a possibility to not worry, but instead to pray about everything. Loved ones, what if we made it a habit to pray about everything. Not just when it comes to our minds accidentally, but if we were to discipline our lives, if we were to set ourselves to Fix our gaze upon Jesus from day to day, from moment to moment in such a way that when the anxieties of life fill our hearts and consume our hearts, we would have the presence of mind and the filling of the Holy Spirit to stop. And instead of being consumed by worry, to take that worry and to cast it onto Jesus Christ because he cares for us. Listen, when we cast our burdens on Christ, when we give our burdens to him, he doesn't give them back. He takes them and he bears our burdens because he loves us. That's what Peter said, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I just want you to consider, especially you who feel that it may be impossible to overcome worry because there is so much worry in your troubled heart. Would you hear the word of God exhort you? Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares about you. Because he loves you. Because he stands ready and waiting to receive your burdens and not to give them back but to lift them off of you today. What if we made it our habit of praying about everything? I believe so much in what God's word is telling us today. More prayer, less prayer. Worry, that's what Paul is saying here. How to overcome worry in my life by active prayer. Secondly, this, by thankful prayer. By thankful prayer. I want you to notice verse 6 again. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. Here it is now. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. On the screen for you, F.F. Bruce wrote this. He wrote, A grateful remembrance of past blessings is a safeguard against anxiety for the future. It adds confidence to the prayer for continued blessings. Hence the importance of thanksgiving in all true prayer. Now here's how... I like to think about it. A grateful heart is really a humble heart. And a humble heart is a heart that prays. Consider this. Conversely, an ungrateful heart is a prideful heart. And a prideful heart is a heart that insists on being self sufficient. And much of the worry that fills our lives flows from the prideful assumption that I must carry my own burdens. Much of the worry that fills our hearts from day to day flows from the prideful assumption that I must solve my greatest problems on my own, that I must control the outcome of any given situation in my life. And here, Paul gives us a simple yet powerful antidote to this kind of prideful thinking that leads to worry. The antidote is thankful prayer. When you wake up in the morning and you realize that you're breathing, when you turn on the kitchen faucet and you realize the blessing of running water, when you get in your car or walk to the bus stop or get on the train and you recognize I can walk, I can drive, I can get to where I'm going... When in the midst of your struggle with unemployment or marital conflict or a loss of a loved one or even cancer, when you realize His grace is sufficient for me, When you look back on your life and you remember all the times that God has sustained you and carried you, when you remember the difficult seasons and realize that God was with you every step of the way, when you acknowledge that yes, life has been hard at points, but God has always been good, then all of a sudden, thanksgiving begins to fuel your prayer life. Then all of a sudden, a thankful heart is fueling your faith. All of a sudden, a heart of gratitude is guarding your heart and your mind. All of a sudden, you think to yourself, God has been so good. Thank you, Lord. Why would you leave me now? And when you realize that he will not leave you now, then all of a sudden, worry flees and confidence floods in. That's what happens. Where there is thankful prayer, worry flees, and confidence floods in. He will never leave me. Thank you, Lord. You have always been with me. Thank you, Lord. Life has been hard in this season, but you've never left me. Thank you, Lord. You're sustaining me. Thank you, Lord. The fact that I'm still here. We talk about this often, Robbie and I. The fact that we're still here, still in ministry, still going forward, still full of faith, still preaching the gospel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not us. It's you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. How to overcome worry in my life by active prayer, by thankful prayer. Can we do this right now, just for a moment? You think about how God has been good to you, can you stop and consider? Instead of being consumed by the challenges and the perplexities that this world puts in front of our face every single day, can you stop And consider right now, hasn't God helped you? Hasn't God sustained you? Aren't His promises enough for you? Even though you feel like maybe you can't take another step, His promises are here for us. Thank you, Lord. A thankful heart. Active prayer, thankful prayer. How to overcome worry in my life. Last thing is this. By specific prayer. By specific prayer. I want you to notice verse 6 again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. Notice this. And supplication with thanksgiving. Watch this now. Let your requests be made known to God. It's amazing to me how clear and simple the scriptures are, how sufficient the scriptures are, yet how quickly we overlook the simple exhortations of scripture. Let your requests be made known to God. The word supplication, it refers to the action of asking for something. Asking earnestly And humbly. Paul here is not talking about prayer as a vague, general communication to God. Paul is encouraging us to bring very specific requests to God. Let your requests be made known to God. I want you to notice it again, verse 6. It's right there. Look at it, underline it. Make a note in your Bible. Let your requests be made known to God. Now, it's not that God doesn't already know our needs. Matthew 6, 8 says that he knows our needs even before we utter them. And that gives me Comfort, but there's something that happens in our hearts when we come to God and bring our very specific requests to Him. When you name that person, when you articulate that problem, when you ask for that provision, moving from generalities to specific requests turns impersonal, even ritualistic prayers into intimate and dependent and powerful prayers. And we cannot, loved ones, we cannot unburden our hearts with vague generalities. We can't cast our anxieties upon Him. We can't thankfully pray about everything without getting specific. So, how's that going in your life? Have you been so consumed with what's happening around you that your prayer life is marked by vague and random, even thoughtless attempts at prayer? Or are you, am I abiding in Christ daily in such a way that stops actively, consciously, thankfully to specifically pray about everything? Let's try this. What's troubling your heart today? Name it, name it. You may say that we're getting locked down again. You may say that we're not gonna be able to gather like this next week. I so love what we're doing here today. that That's burdening my heart. That's weighing me down. Maybe, maybe it's your, your child is wayward right now, far from God. What, what is it? Just think about it, and then just stop right now. Have you let your request be made known to God? God, I don't like what's happening right now. Would you help us in the midst of this time and let your request be made known to God? Have you you done that? Are you doing that? Because God wants us to. In fact, I would say, the scriptures are calling us to this. And oh, the peace, the peace that is available to us. There's so much potential, loved ones. There is a powerful resource, often untapped with powerful potential for the Christian life. Truth for a troubled heart today. It is possible, loved ones, to overcome worry by active prayer, thankful prayer, specific prayer. May it be so in all of our lives that we are men and women of prayer. But there's one more thing I want you to see truth for troubled hearts. It's not only possible to overcome worry. Secondly and finally this, it is possible then to find peace. It is possible to find peace. Look at verse seven. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, There's some beautiful and very foundational theology that I want us to remember and understand today before we go on. Here it is. Before we can experience the peace of God, this is really important, we must first be at peace with God. That's very significant. Part of the problem is that so many are searching for the peace that only God can give, and yet many fail to realize that their problem of enmity with God must first be resolved. On the screen, Colossians 121 says, and you who were once alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. What's that saying? It's saying that before Christ, we live for ourselves, we serve ourselves, we love ourselves, and before Christ, we remain at enmity with God. We're not at peace with God. Therefore, we cannot experience the peace that only God can give. Before Christ, we are at enmity with God, alienated and hostile but it's in our turning away from our sin, it's in our trusting Christ for salvation that we are reconciled to God, no longer enemies, but at peace with God. No longer enemies, but friends. Loved ones, you cannot know the peace of God The peace that so many in the world are longing for that cannot come apart from a relationship with God, that cannot come apart from being made at peace with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. You cannot know the peace of God until you have made peace with God. Now, maybe, just maybe, that's your first step today. Maybe you are here and you are not at peace with God because you remain at enmity with God because you have not come to the foot of the cross. You have not yet come to Jesus Christ and turn from your sins and put your faith in him for salvation. Maybe, maybe there's even one person here and your next step to finding peace, in fact, your only step to finding peace, is by acknowledging that you are a sinner, just like me, all of us, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that we are sinners needing a Savior. And We repent of our sins and put our trust in Christ and be reconciled to God. You can do that today because there is no prospect of peace in this world apart from Christ. It is possible to find peace. Notice the text again, verse seven. It says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A, A few things to note. If you're a child of God, you're turning away from your sin and trusting in Christ makes available to you a peace, listen, that really defies all logic. It's a peace that surpasses Understanding. In our text, the Apostle Paul himself is living it out. Does prison take away his peace? It should. But it doesn't. Because the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Does a looming execution take away his peace? It should. But it doesn't. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. Does loneliness take away his peace? It should, but it doesn't because the peace of God surpasses all understanding. And this peace of God, this peace is available to every child of God in the midst of troubling and perplexing circumstances. If you find yourself with a chronically troubled heart, there is Peace available that defies logic, it surpasses all understanding. We should be deeply discouraged by our circumstances, and and we can bring our discouragement to God, but when we do that by active prayer and thankful prayer and specific prayer, He offers us a peace that doesn't quite make sense. I want it. I want it more in my life. And I know based on the scriptures we can have it. But not only does this peace, is this peace made available to us, Paul says that this peace is in fact essential to guard and protect us. Look at it in the second part of verse 7. It says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, watch this now, what does this peace do? Will guard your hearts, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Can I suggest to you, loved ones, that in the days that we are living in, that this is the protection we need? That among other things, that this is the most important protection we need? What he's saying is this. That there are real and debilitating worries in life and they work to consume our hearts and disrupt our peace and this is what our hearts need guarding from And the way we ensure this protection is by saying no to the tendency to trust in ourselves. And instead we say yes to the posture of trusting Jesus by active prayer, thankful prayer, specific prayer. And Paul says this peace of God which defies all logic will then work to protect your heart and mind in Christ Jesus from worry, from fear, from despair. This, I'm convinced, is the protection I need today I need my heart to be protected from worry and anxiety and despair. And you do too. And it is essential, especially loved ones in the days that we are living in, that we are protected. How? Don't be anxious about anything. Is it possible? Yes. Instead, pray about everything. And when we give ourselves to prayer as individuals and as churches, when we finally give ourselves to prayer, active prayer and thankful prayer and specific prayer and disciplined prayer, when we give ourselves to prayer, Paul says, and now... The peace that you are longing for will come and flood your heart and mind and protect your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's the protection I need. And as a pastor, I talk with so many people and I know, I just know this is the protection that you need today. Let's come to God right now and ask him to give us his peace, and to protect us. Father, we thank you for your word and your truth. We thank you for the clarity of your word. We thank you for the sufficiency of your word, that it is enough. We thank you for the necessity of your word. And we thank you now for the clear and necessary and sufficient instruction we've received from your truth. I pray that we would be people who believe with renewed faith that it is possible to overcome worry. Lord, for the one that feels like it is impossible, for the one that maybe has been chronically worried for maybe years, for the one that sees no good in the circumstances of their own life, would you just would you just ignite a, a flame of faith in us to believe that we can come to a God who loves us in prayer? We can prioritize prayer. I pray we would do that. Lord, let it be so for us, for me, I pray, for my family, for our church family over there in Toronto, for this church family here. Would we be a people, oh God, I pray so much of prayer. And therefore, people who experience the peace of God. Oh God, we need it, we need it. And I pray for your your people right now, people sitting in this room right now who, who need it, who need peace. Let the peace of God protect our hearts and minds, I pray today and these days, from worry and anxiety and debilitating fear. Would a watching world see not a fearful church, but a fearless church. We take our orders from God, we receive our peace from God, and nothing can take that away. Let it be so, I pray for this precious church family and all of us now. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen.